Whether it's bad planning, bad luck, bad timing, or bad inventions, well-intentioned bad decisions have plagued history for thousands of years. Welcome to Historic Hindsight. Hello and welcome to another episode of Historic Hindsight. I'm John, that's Tom, and today we're going to talk to you about Chancellorsville. Again. Part two! Ah. The part that I, it was just, it was so long, if I tried to do yeah. it all as one, it would have been a two-hour yeah, this was video. a. It was what a week, five day, week long. Yeah, affair? it's a. It's a. Yeah, it's a campaign. We're in a fair. Yeah. But to to recap uh, about briefly. what had happened briefly, very briefly, the the, the previous uh, the previous episode, we have General Hooker of the North who thought he could get Lee out of his defensive positions by doing a two pronged attack at Fredericksburg and then another attack down by Chancellorsville. So he was going to yeah. attack at Fredericksburg, like that. Go go around Fredericksburg through Chancellorsville and attack from the west, which worked. It it got Lee to. Put part of his army out yeah. of out of Fredericksburg. Nailed then it. Then he never actually like Sedgwick never actually wound up attacking Fredericksburg. Mm, yeah. His cavalry that was supposed to cut off uh, uh, Richmond from the trains and in, in the telegraph lines to Fredericksburg. Yeah, they they didn't do their job. They couldn't do that. And then and then Hooker just was like, "Hey, I've got momentum on my side. I'm taking ground. We're gonna go ahead and retreat to T time to chill, boys. Defensive positions yeah. and wait for Lee to determine what." It is that he wants to do. So basically, so, the North started out well, and then just fell apart. His at poor the leadership end. fell just, apart, and then Lee gets credit for being a genius because Hooker didn't do anything and just kind of sat on his haunches and let Lee split his army in two and not attack the weaker force ever. All right, so now yeah. we are we're on to what day three now of this uh, this campaign is where we're picking up. Yeah, we're, I'm going to pick up right where we left off, where uh, where we got Stonewall Jackson, who gets shot in his uh, in his left. It was his left, not his right, but his left hand, left arm, by yeah, his own men, by his own men. After he were, he went yes. to look for something and then came back, and they're like, yes. ah! yeah, exactly. And, also, no uh, meth involved. Can we? I think yeah, we should point yes, that out. Yeah, it happened yeah, in Germany, but yeah, there's no pervertine here, no pervertine no. yet. Um, now, to, uh, I did forget about mentioning this about Stonewall Jackson. He is a religious zealot, and I mean a religious zealot. He's a type okay. that you don't invite to dinner parties because. He's going to talk about the things you don't talk about, religion, yeah, politics, all that, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's going to really talk. He's the he's a Jehovah's Witness knocking on your door oh. that you don't like. You're like, I don't want. So not just a man of the cloth or a man of faith or a man who is is you know no, he's devout in his zealot. beliefs. He's a zealot. Okay. He's a zealot. Because there's a uh, difference. And he's also, we would call him today insane. And even in fact, people back then thought he was a little like in what way. He thought his uh, his innards were were discombobulated, and in order to realign them the right way, he he would for long periods of time stand with his arm above his head, just standing like this to recombobulate his innards that were disaligned. So it is kind of funny that he gets shot and sounds to me like he was the a yogi. <laughs> well, he's he's something. Like he's so just doing stretches. What you, so again, what? it's this guy who history tells you everybody loved him. Yeah. But I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna maintain on my limb and say maybe maybe he wasn't so loved by the troops uh, and that's why they shot him intentionally. A little, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You did or say that. You did say that. Well, you did hint that this may have been a uh, less than careful. Uh, uh, attack on whatever yeah. was coming at them through the trees. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now on the on the evening of May second, that's when he's shot and he's taken out of commission. He does go back to the aid camp and he will lose his arm. Ooh. 
Uh, you know, because if you get shot in the arm, I mean, leg, yeah, you, you kind of lose it. Back, yeah, and they in then. the 1800s, they the treatment is to cut it off. It's not like a surgery went poorly. It's like we're going to treat it, and now you don't have one. But Jackson does a really good job of ensuring that everybody kind of knows the chain of command. So if I go down, AP Hill's next, up next. in line, and then so next AP man Hill. Up. Mentality. Yeah, A.P. Hill comes up, he takes over, and is quickly taken out of action himself with some artillery shrapnel to the leg. So, ah, jeez, an arm and a leg, what's next? Second in command's down. So now third in the command actually falls to uh, to Jeb Stewart, who is a okay. who's the head of the cavalry of the Confederates, not used to, to leading infantry, uh, and somehow he gets next up. But hey, <laughs> it's, it's an easy succession. Everybody goes, like, all right, Jeb Stewart's up. All right, real quick, and I know it was a different time and names were different, but I'm sorry. If my third in line is named Jeb, I'm going to skip it and go to the fourth in line. You don't like the Jeb Stewart? I, I, I just, no, I have no problem with a Jeb Stewart. I'm just you not following. You just don't following. want him to be in command of anything? I'm not following a Jeb Stewart into battle. Uh, so, uh, over the night of May 2nd, after, after, uh, um, Jackson is uh, wounded and taken out of commission. Mm-hmm. Jeb Stewart pretty much has to halt the advance. It's too dark. We've already lost, you know, an arm, an arm. We've lost a leg. A leg. We kind of like let's he, wait. Until he's like, guys, I I don't know. All the appendages are coming off, and I don't know what's next on the list. If it's another arm, another leg, or another appendage, but I'm done. And like, of course, he's gotta, not also in like he's not in the immediate command like area to just. He's got to get there, too. I mean, there's a little bit. Right, of, yeah. You know. Yeah, th- yeah. first, second, take... and third in command are not all in the same Takes room. Takes a couple of minutes down. to pick up the notes and read and see what's going on. So he does kind of stop the advance on the night. Um, by the morning of the third, Hooker's troops have, uh, well, when you look at the map on the Facebook, or not the Facebook, but on YouTube's that I'm going to put up here, you're going to see that Hooker's command has now taken an almost um, – phallic like look there is a very okay. much a a curved line that comes down wraps around with a definitive tip and that comes back up uh, oh and, okay uh, so yeah. the whole the whole attack isn't super cur- i was gonna say you might yeah. need to no the, the whole the whole line is a curve okay and you've got uh lee who's on the what is the union left flank that is completely cut okay. off of jeb stewart who is on the union right flank so Right now, the Confederates' goal is we've got to come up with a way to link our two armies so that they can communicate better, so we can coordinate a better attack. Right. So their whole goal on the day of the 3rd is to link the two armies. The Union's goal, obviously, should be we really outnumber both Jeb Stewart's army and Lee's army. Just wipe instead them of out sitting now here on our haunches, Yeah, instead of sitting on our haunches, let's press the attack. But what they don't do is they spend all night long digging in, waiting for Lee to attack him. Why, why are they pretending like they're on the defensive? This is a war of well, northern aggression, Tom. <laughs> because apparently Hooker thinks that there is a school of thought that, that allows a military strategy of defensive offense, which um, mm-hmm. that isn't a mm-hmm. real, like, yep. defense is not really the, a, the a best strategy. Defense, of, yeah. The best offense is a good defense, Tom. Any football so player the, will tell you that. Yeah, the best defense is a good offense <laughs> so they can get you off the field. Wait, uh, How's that going to work both ways? That can't happen. Right? Yeah, right. It doesn't make any sense it now. It makes ah, you've no ruined sense. my world. Now, regardless of the losses on May 2nd, Reynolds has actually uh, secured his position on the right flank, which is where he okay. should have gotten to yesterday, but 
or on May 2nd, but he's now there May 3rd. He's dug in on the right flank. The right flank is secure. Now, if you remember, Howard, who was on the right flank, who is um, not, not so great, he's now been pushed to the left flank, which is completely secure. So... You Wait, know, How Howard was the of the the uh, the Misfit the, Corps. Yeah, the Eleventh Corps. The land the, of the, misfit toys. He was in yeah, charge of him. Yeah, they get uh, they get pulled from the unsecure right flank <laughs> and moved over to the very secure left flank where they are expecting no yeah. no significant action. So they're yeah, like, yeah, you go ahead yeah, and sit done. in the back of class. That's fine. <laughs> you're you are one hundred percent in timeout. Yeah. Now, now, take a look at these two pictures and find the di you got to find all the differences between these two pictures. <laughs> Go. In the early <laughs> in the early morning of May third, Hooker makes one of his other brilliant command guffaws of what the hell were you thinking? Besides the fact that you're outnumbering these people and you should be going on the offensive, right? So on the tip of the um, of the line, the tip of the uh, the phallic jutting yeah. down line, right. there was a the little the pee hole. There's a little jut off of it. We'll call it we'll call it a herpy. A little oh wart. gosh, juts oh off. no, oh jeez. And uh, and that little herpy is, uh, is 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 really good high ground and is what's called Hazel Grove. Okay. So it is a prime position to place artillery. It is a prime position to observe the entire battlefield. You have the high ground. Right. Yeah. But Hooker does what Hooker does and decides to pull all of his men off the high ground to give them in a more symmetrical defensive position. So instead of having that little jut out that could expose itself from three different sides, he'll bring it back in line with the rest of the line. Okay, so which, that sounds which, like something that would work really well in a on like a, if you're dealing with a flat-type battlefield. Yeah. But given the fact that... You're on the high he's ground. Not, he, he's, on the, he's not really in danger from three sides. I mean, they could start climbing up the hill and stuff from three sides, but just... Which they would be able cannons. to fire... Yeah, they would be able to fire down <laughs> like upon the artillery. And so when you get rid of Hazel Grove, it's not like the high ground's just taken out of the battlefield. Right. You can no, go, you oh. can't, Yeah, you don't get rid of the landscape there. It's still there. Hey, look at that. I can get up on top of that hill, <laughs> and I can put some cannons up on top of that hill, and then I'm like, there's the entire Union yeah. line. And what a great place to observe from, the you, top of that is, hill. This is rule 101 of military strategy. You never give up the high ground. Well, he probably hadn't seen episode three yet or whatever. When, <laughs> right? I've got the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> like he, that, that wasn't now, out yet, so how's he going to know? To make matters worse, this move to consolidate his line, he didn't do it quick enough. And, oh, yeah, the Confederates, that was their first goal was to take that position anyways. <laughs> and so they start their attack there in the morning. And they're catching the Union as it's walking down the hill. So they get 100 prisoners. And Johnny, this is the best part, they get four cannons. They get four of the Union guns. So they don't even have to bother lugging a cannon up the hill. They've got four of them. <laughs> so like they're like, okay, guys, this is what we have to do. We have to prepare. We have to go. We have to take that high ground. And then they went to that high ground. And when they take it, they're like, all right, we're going to fight. And then everybody was just walking down the other side of the hill. Yes, exactly. Like, guys, stop. No, you're with us now, and we'll take those cannons. Thank you. Yes, yes, exactly. Germany, Christmas. Lee did not win this battle. Jackson did not win this battle. Stewart did not win this battle. No, this was Hooker's Hooker loss. gave this battle to them on a silver platter. Hooker now. lost the battle. I mean, this is this is like uh, you know when two two football teams are playing. And this is the Atlanta Falcons and whatever that and, Super Bowl was. 
Yeah, with the Patriots. Where they blow yeah. the damn 24-point lead. Yeah, the, the coaches lost that. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't the with players. With their terrible play calling. Like, yep. Like, now, sure, the players didn't execute. Anyway, that's a different thing. Anyway. Yeah, that's a different story. Jeb Stewart does what a cavalry officer would you would expect to do, and that is charge! Just moves his whole front right down. The hell with it. We're going on a full frontal assault. Now. Yeah. Which they should have seen coming when they heard the bugle charge call. Which, right? yeah, they should, they should have heard coming when they heard their bugle charge. So most of the battle is going to be fought on the Union right flank with Stewart going full blast in. Lee okay, knows, right flank's still okay because then we took away the, the weak division from the right yeah, flank we took away the, the, the we, left. So we, now we, we have a good yeah. right flank. Yeah, the right flank is, is, is good. It's got Cedric. It's got up on the northern part of the right flank. And I say, when you look at the maps, it understands. At the base, so to speak, of this jut out is, uh, is, is, is Meade and Reynolds' cores. And, um, okay. And in order to get to the, to the, to the phallic shape, Stuart yeah, has to right. go right underneath Reynolds and Meade, r- exposing his flank to Reynolds and Meade the whole mm-hmm. time to do a full frontal attack. So, right past the base to get to the shaft. Yeah, is exactly. What you, they got to do exactly. And so I say this so you can remember it later, uh, because okay. anybody who's a military strategist would go, "Oh, he exposed the flank. Why the hell wouldn't you just attack with Meade or Reynolds' core? You're gonna wash up stewards. No big deal." Okay. But so keep but that I, in mind. I, I was, keep that right. in mind. So it. he does Back a full blown attack, hits the right flank as hard as he can, and it becomes a massive, massive slugfest between these two. Now Lee knows that that's what Stewart's going to do because he's a cavalry officer. He knows Stewart. He knows he doesn't have a very large playbook for leading infantry. Yeah. It, it, it's a attack. whole lot of full speed ahead from him. He, yes. he, so, he, he did his research. Watch the video. He did his research. Figured it out. So um, so what Lee does is he just basically sits back and does some harassing attack on the Union uh, the Union left flank, but doesn't really commit his troops, doesn't really go into a major attack. His so only goal of is a, to... More, more of a his, defensive, offensive type yeah, thing. Yeah, his, his <laughs> only goal really is to harass the, the, the Union left long enough to ensure that Hooker won't move any reinforcements from the left to the right. So basically all he's doing is ensuring that Hooker stays placed, which he doesn't right. really have to do much to ensure that Hooker stays placed because as we've seen through the last two days... Hooker stay in place. He's, yeah, but as as a not terrible general, Lee's probably like, well, if I were in his position, this is what I. You I know, he, what that's how he's thinking yeah. about it. He's like, I'm I'm dealing with somebody as well equipped as me, which obviously he wasn't. Uh, but so that's why he's he's thinking. And the whole point lines. is to get is to get the Hazel Grove and then push up to uh, to Chancellor's uh, Mansion, Chancellor's Mansion, um, okay. which is the headquarters is, of Hooker. That's yeah. That's that's the point. Hooker, as predicted, stays put, uh, but he does give. Finally, he gets off his butt and he gives uh, General Sedgwick, who's over in Fredericksburg, a direct order: not a attack at your will, right. not a if the opportunity comes up. He says, "Get off your damn ass, cross that river, hit the high grounds, and keep marching until you unite with us in Chancellorsville." So he gives right. Sedgwick a direct order: you will attack. You will take the high grounds and you will push through Pleasant Road all the way to Chancellorsville until you unite with our lines. Hit right. Lee in the rear. Yeah, because if you skipped if you skipped part one and are just watching part two earlier, he uh, he went ahead and give gave the command, but it was more of like a 
if this cer- certain circumstance were to occur, then maybe do then, this. And it, it yes. was not very clear. So this time no, he made it, was, it very, very clear what they were to do. He made it abundantly clear. This is your specific order. You will attack Fredericksburg at the Heights, at Mary's Heights or Mary's Heights. You will take that position and march on to Chancellorsville and relieve me while hitting Lee in the rear. Now, if that works, if that works, I'm not, I'm not discrediting Hooker for this. This is perfect. Right now, in Fredericksburg, is less than 10,000 troops. Cedric, I know you're laughing. I'm sorry, you're doing the phallic thing, and then you you, you said yeah, relieve say me while I uh, hit him in the rear. Hit him in the rear. <laughs> well, Cedric's hitting him in the rear, you know. So. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Sorry, I just I got caught off guard. Yeah, you're fine. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> you're fine. So, uh, so, so it's a good plan. Cedric is forty thousand men underneath his command to to uh, about at this point under ten thousand at Fredericksburg. You got I mean, a four to one odds. Four to one. You can push. And I also have to point out that Early, who's in command at Fredericksburg for the Confederates, has put most of his troops at Pleasance Heights, which is where the Union almost broke through at the first battle of Fredericksburg. So there's very few troops at Mary's Heights and in the sunken road. Right. So Very few Confederate troops. Lots troops, of Union yes, ones. Yes, yes. A lot of Union troops, not not so many Confederate troops. So it's a good it's a good plan. And the morning is going to play out for most of the morning from like 7 a.m. all the way up to about 10 a.m. as a massive slugfest between the Union right flank and uh, and Stewart's uh, Stewart's command. Right, and by slugfest you mean people shooting guns at each other. Yeah, I mean I mean hard hit slugfest. This yeah. is high casualties. In fact, this will become the second highest casualty uh, day, single day of the entire entire war. The second highest. The second highest, yeah. Now, at the time, though, was it the highest? Or what, what was the no, highest? No, uh, uh, Antietam, Antietam was the single highest. And that was before this. Be. Yes, and that was that okay. was before this, yeah. So it will become the second highest. And, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, yeah. Jump jumping a little bit ahead. I uh, do that. <laughs> it happens. And, of course, the entire time, Hazel Grove is now under Confederate control with Confederate artillery just shooting the shit. <laughs> out of the Union lines. And it is the only time in the entire war that Confederate artillery has an advantage over the Union artillery. As far as just supplies go? As far as, as everything. Or as far no, as, in numbers as, as, and quality well, and everything? Well, or like, well they, don't don't have, they don't have better guns. They don't have better uh, supplies. And they right. never have better guns. They never have better supplies. Right. Most That's of the Confederate guns are actually smoothbore. What I mean by have the advantage is they have such a good strategic position that it doesn't matter if they have a lot of rifle guns or all smooth bores. It doesn't matter what their supply looks like. They're able to do effective artillery damage, more effective artillery damage than what the North is able to do. Right. And that's, that's what I mean by that. Incredibly briefly, briefly the difference between smooth bore and groove bore. Rifle. Uh, so the rifle guns rifle have longer, bore, ac- yeah, yeah. They're, they're accurate and they have longer range and they can have what, what are called, um, They've got two major advantages over a smoothboard. A, it's the accuracy, and B, they have an impact detonated around that a, a smoothboard can't have. Okay. So a rifled gun, you can deliver an explosive shot that will blow up when it hits something, which is really, really advantageous to getting rid of infantry. If I can get that thing to explode right at their feet, yeah. when it hits, it effectively gives all that shrapnel to the enemy line. Smoothboards are less accurate, and... Uh, and they have limited amount of, you know, you can do a can, you know, you can do a canister round of a lot of like turn it into a shotgun, or you can do right. a solid shot, or you can do a fused shot, which will explode, but only after that fuse burns whenever, out. Whenever, so yeah, whenever you have it to time it appropriately, and it's and it's harder to do. 
So that's 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 the kind of quick short difference. Um, like I said, the morning turns into heavy casualties uh, for both sides of the Union and the North, um, as the Confederates wind up learning about going up against really good fixed defended positions. This is kind of one of the first occasions that this happens where they're going up against the trenches, not vice versa, and yeah. they they learn their lesson pretty good too. Um, Hooker would be uh, would be thankfully or not thankfully, depending on how you want to look at this. Uh, injured at 9.15 in the morning uh, when uh, Confederate guns at Hazel Grove uh, have a clear shot at Chancellorsville Mansion, and they know Hooker's there. They know that's his command, so they go, hey, why don't we take one of our couple of rifled guns and just start lobbing rounds at the mansion? Yeah. I mean, that's basically all war was anyway. It was just lobbing rounds in a direction, right? Like, at that point? uh, So... uh, Hooker's sitting in, you know, sitting next up to a wood pillar. He's sipping his coffee. He's going, I'm the best general ever. Woo, doggy. We're going to win this, guys. Don't worry. We'll just yeah. stay in place. Oh, oh, no, no. Don't go on the offensive. Don't do that. We got stay this. At. Yeah, guys, we obviously have them outnumbered. Four to one. We're, we're chill. We're fine. Let's just relax and enjoy this for a little bit. And then when bang. Around, yeah, when a round hits, <laughs> uh, hits that wood pillar, and that wood pillar comes crashing down on Hooker's head, where Hooker's left unconscious on the ground for about an hour. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We placed a bomb under Hitler's desk, and that would saved his life because it blew up wrong. And you're telling me some random, just smooth bore, probably gun firing well, through a, a window. Rifle. Rifle. Okay, yeah, some were, rifle, rifle firing weapon. through a window shattered some wood beam and and took out the general of the the union army at this point well, they, they injured him johnny he's not took dead. him he's no just, but it took him he out. has it, yeah, I, he has yeah he he's has no what, longer right yeah, he he had well or he is has he gonna stay called, in command? Well, hold on hold on oh, he has what's it. called a uh he has what's called a bloodless wound and because it's a bloodless wound they didn't really know about concussions yeah. uh, and the effects of concussions and how if you get concussed mm-hmm. like uh you really probably shouldn't be in command of anything right. yeah uh yeah, he so, didn't have to answer what battle or what day this was. It was what yeah. battle is this? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, I, it doesn't matter. No blood, no foul, right? No blood, no foul. So there is no blood. There is no foul. So while he's unconscious, all the other Union generals are like, <laughs> but he was, yes! But he was we, knocked out. <laughs> we've got it. We've got it. Uh, it. But unfortunately, there isn't a clear succession of like who the command should go to. They, they, they happens, just, they stopped, uh, yeah. stopped, stopped the list at that point or. Well, they just, they don't have, a, they the just, union didn't they have didn't a clear, have like it, it, like hooker didn't set up a, uh, you're the assistant coach kind of thing. Okay. Was, so, th- so this is a difference between the, the South and the North as far as their at, chain well, of command least, goes. At least in this battle. Yeah. Well, like for the chain of command in this battle is yeah. the South had a chain of command. The North was like, Oh, it's hooker. He's fine. He'll get it. And then, yeah, um, so when, when Hooker goes down, he's meeting with General Couch, who, who should have taken command, but doesn't. You also have the option of, of General Meade, who's in that line of secession that, that was one of the higher-up officers that probably should have been looked at. And it's yeah. really one of our more comp- – well – I've heard of him. up to this up to this We've point one of our more him. yeah up to this point one of our more competent officers although he doesn't uh, he hurt well <laughs> was he the crater he, he was yeah he, he's he's the yeah. Uh, yeah he's the head of the crater um, so take it as what you will 
So right around the same time Hooker goes down with an injury, Meade requests to be able to hit Stewart's flank. He writes a letter up to Hooker's command and says, they're, they're literally right in front of me. They're exposing their flank to me. I can hit them, hit them from the rear, hit them from the side. That's I will right. destroy this entire army. Just let me move forward. I may outnumber I, them. May I please? May I please? May I please hit them? But, of course, by the time this letter gets from Meade's... <laughs> Meets position all the way over to Hooker's position. It was January. <laughs> Nobody and, knew what to do. And into Hooker's <laughs> hand, they they kind of they splash some water on him. Hooker wakes up and says, ah, uh, "What's going on? Uh, yeah, don't no, do that. What we are? No, don't do that." Again, another one of Hooker's brilliant "what the hell" moments. Okay, Tells we can let him off the commands, hook for this one though. Command, yeah, because he's concussed. Commands me to stay in position. To just. Just stay just there, whole position. Hang out while they they're like, okay, go ahead and hit us here. They're exposing themselves. Hit us. And they're like, <laughs> nope. Maybe not. Stay stay put. Hey, stay put. He then refuses, once he's awake, refuses to give up command to couch. Um and nobody was really brave enough or high ranking enough to go, um n- no. No, we're going to go ahead and ignore that, and we're going to give the uh, command over to Couch or Meade or Reynolds. Or somebody or else. Yeah. Howards. I'd nope. give it to Howards, 11th Corps of Misfits at this point. So, so not a single person took a look at this guy's injury who had just had a, a rifle who'd, who'd been sleep- fall on his head. Sleeping for an hour. Out. For an hour, not, not you get concussed. Concussion, you can be knocked out for as little as five seconds. He's oh, knocked out not, for yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah, I think I gave you a concussion once. You were out for like two two seconds. Yeah, I was out. It, for it, like it was in, it, out and in, in and, out, and then in you're, and you're right back. And but and so he's chilling on the ground for an hour, and then he wakes up. And they're like, mm, yeah, probably yep, had a lot good. of time to think about things while he was in his coma. Basically. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody, like, nobody wanted to challenge it because, after all, it was just a bloodless injury. You know, you no fucking concussed. <sighs> by by nine thirty, by nine thirty in the morning, uh, Stewart was actually able to capture Fairview uh, from Sickles' line. So he's attacking around Hazel Grove, uh, which is the next logical position, which is Fairview, which is under Sickles' command, and it's also a, a good height position where that's where most of the Union guns are. Mm-hmm. He's able to attack it and take it around 9.30 in the morning, and Sickle says, no, we can't have that, promptly counterattacks and takes it back. So, good, we've got it. But, you know, Hooker just woke up, and he told me to stay put, and then thought, oh, no, we can't hold that position since Stewart got it once. So he orders... A fighting retreat across the entire lines abandons Fairview and withdraws, withdraws his forces to what's called U.S. Ford. So the, the, the phallic symbol is now gone. We are no longer a jutting out. We are just now a U position. Okay, sure. Um, quickly, uh, if you could describe what a f- – I, I assume I know what a fighting retreat is. It's basically walking backwards with your gun shooting yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Is that basically it? That's, just, that's, that's a fighting retreat. You're not just yeah. tucking and running. You're – Yeah, you are You are taking steps backwards while continually okay. maintaining – Yeah, all right. Yep, 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 yep. So around 10 o'clock in the morning, 
We've got Lee and Stewart shaking hands right in front of the burning uh, 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 Chancellorsville Mansions, which, by the way, from the first episode, yeah, it's not there. <laughs> it's gone. It's burned. It's a shell. Uh, just, yeah, because, I mean, you know, artillery rounds were getting fired into it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, they, so they have, yeah. like, the little stone base that anytime you go to some reenactment site or American, like, uh, Civil War, yeah. War site or whatever, they're like, this was the built the place where the building, and it's like three rocks overgrown with dirt, and you're like, <laughs> I yeah. Well, thanks for yeah. saving that because I can really get a picture of what actually was so, going um, on here. I appreciate it. So you concussed idiot hooker. You you handed by your fighting retreat. You handed Lee what he wanted, which was to reunite both of his armies. I mean, Lee has to be flabbergasted by at this point. He's oh, got to be yeah, wondering just, what's going on. This is cake, man. Like, is he really? It's, he's he's got to be thinking in the back of his head. It's a trap. Like I mean, it's got to be. Yeah. Like he's got to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. So, some like if your opponent in any game or mind type challenge is stupid enough, like it, it, it's that circle thing. Like eventually they'll get so stupid that you start to question. Like, wait a minute, are they actually being a genius here? Are they doing something that like? nobody's ever thought of and it's a brilliant move and usually the answer is no and in, in this case that's the answer is definitely no that's the quick uh, but uh, answer the, but we, you know what's going on in fredericksburg right we, we talked about this what's going on here at chancellorsville everything's going great right but we you know we know that hooker ordered before he was concussed ordered cedric to get off his ass and start attacking yeah. so about the same time that lee shaking hands with stewart in front of chancellorsville mansion he looks off to his east metaphorically because you can't actually right, see fredericksburg yeah. from chancellorsville but he looks off to his east he gets word that uh, oh 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 shit things aren't actually going well in fredericksburg so early on the morning of the 3rd, with this direct order to Cedric to take Mayor's Heights, uh, Cedric does. He, he starts off on the move. He has uh, uh, some things going in his favor. So in the late day of the 2nd, of May 2nd, uh, General Lee orders General Early kind of in a confusing series of events. He says, look. If you're attacked by overwhelming numbers, I want you to immediately retreat to Richmond and defend Richmond. So basically, he's going to give Fredericksburg as a wash. If you're attacked right, by overwhelming yeah, just, and you yeah. can't hold your positions, retreat to uh, retreat to Richmond. Right, However, basically make that home base and make sure that doesn't get taken. However, if it appears that Cedric has withdrawn from Fredericksburg, I want you to march on to Chancellorsville and support me here. Because, again, you got to remember that Lee is severely outnumbered. He needs as many troops as he can get right. wherever he can get them. So he'll pull them from whatever side of the battlefield he needs to pull them from. Early took that as, you want me in Chancellorsville. Because at that time, it looked like Cedric was gonna, wasn't going going to attack. Because he hasn't attacked for several days, so he isn't going to attack. So he starts to pull his, his core, or not his core, but his division over to Chancellorsville. Hooker sees that on May 2nd, and that's why he gives the order to Sedgwick, take the heights. Hooker thinks this should be done in about five minutes because Early's pretty much gone. Right, yeah. And you should be able to link up. up. You yeah. should be able to link up by mid-morning. The problem was Early realized he was mistaken by the morning of the 3rd when he sees Sedgwick's troops forming up and marching. And he goes, oh, shit! <laughs> back! Back! No, stop, back stop, to stop, stop, stop. Back! 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 We screwed up! <laughs> So he pushes his forces back. So by the time that Cedric gets into position and actually starts his first attacks on Maris Heights, they now actually have some defensive positions. But again, I also have to stress, okay. most of Early's forces were put down by Pleasance Hill. All right, and you might not know this, but 
And so he's going away from a position and then realizing that people are going to come into that position. And that's yeah. when he's like, nah, come back. Yeah. How, 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 how might one find out that information on their way out? Is it just scouts? Yeah, and, you, so it's you, just yeah. they continuously have scouts has, going yeah, back yeah, and forth, scouts, running yeah. all around the place. You've got runners, you've got scouts. what's going on. Uh, the Union has balloons, so the Union can see, right. you know, they have you know, a whole clear view of the whole battlefield yeah. from their balloon. Okay. And, and so so, but but the rest of it is, is literally just, they're like, okay, we're leaving, we're going to this place, but we're going to keep sending people he does, to check he does, out what's Yeah, going and on. he does leave a rear guard. It's not like he's completely, early was completely abandoning Fredericksburg. Uh, so he does leave some troops there. So it's, which uh, is also an early those troops are like, thing, uh, and they're like uh, guys, uh, guys, 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 come back. Yeah. So they come. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So the first two attacks in the early morning on uh, on Mary's Heights uh, go about what we expect them to do from the first Fredericksburg, and the Union gets cut to shit because you're attacking a sunken road with a good concrete barrier or well, stone wall barrier in front of you, and the Union's got to go through open ground. And which up to is this point, super easy, like, right? You just yeah, stand in a straight line yeah. and march. And right up to this point, them. the problem is what happened in the first Fredericksburg is what happens in these first two attacks, where the Union decides to, they basically do an advancing attack where they will march a little bit, stop, shoot their guns, reload, march a little bit, stop, shoot their guns, reload. So and that it, entire time, they're getting cut is, down. This is a staggered thing, right? It's like one line goes up and they shoot and the rest reload and then they is that yeah uh, that's a that's a tactic that can be used i'm not entirely that's sure not, if that's what oh, was okay. used but either way they're while they're marching up they're shooting their guns so it's not a they're not at the, the double quick they're not charging the position they're just slowly slowly up coming there in saying hey guys we're coming yeah. pop bang now, the Union does a really good move here. Cedric does a really good move, and he waves a white flag, and he calls for a temporary ceasefire in order to collect the wounded and dead. That, see, that's the best idea ever. Like, if you're, you're like, hey, a battle's happening, oh, temporary ceasefire, let's, uh, let's, let's figure some stuff out first, and then, then we'll go. And the Confederates agree to this. They say, yeah, sure, you can have your temporary ceasefire. Now, while all this is going on, they're looking at the sunken road or at Mary's Heights and going, you guys have, like, ten guys in there. <laughs> like, you've got nobody. So after seeing that there's limited positions, uh, Cedric orders a third attack on, on Mary's Heights with the 5th Wisconsin under Colonel Allen. Now, Colonel Allen, before the, troop, you know, before the troops even march, before they attack, he, he issues a command to his troops. He says, I know you think you can't take that hill. I guarantee you, you can take that hill. And you're going to take it because when I order you to march, you're going to march at the double quick. You will not fire a rifle, and you are not going to stop until I tell you to stop. And guess what? I'm never going to tell you to stop. But wait, without That's, firing anything? Without firing anything, you are taking, you are fixing. So they have to just. You're like, marching on the double quick, and you are moving and pushing them. You are physically overtaking it. them and pushing them out of their position, and it works. <laughs> Man, it works. They, okay, they just and, and that, and overwhelm that position. Okay, and that's fine and, and fair that it works it, it, and everything else. I don't know how many men he had or anything, but yeah, I imagine just a bunch of people like walking at you with bayonets attached and just you shoot a couple of them and they just keep coming, coming like yeah. a bit, like because they're they're still doing that ramrod yeah, loading yeah, thing, right? Yeah, they're doing that yeah, shit, yeah, and so yeah, they like reverse. bang, and then it's like, oh, he's got a. Big ass bayonet coming at me, like what? It's okay. the reverse. It's the yeah. reverse rebel yell. That's what that's got terrifying. Yeah, reverse that's rebel yell. Horrifying. No, they do take high casualties. Shocker, because you know. I mean, yeah, you. I mean, yes. 
again, do... this comes down to you can do anything if you don't care about human life. Yep, but they do take the position. Now, Cedric does what Cedric does and is slow to march to Chancellorsville. He takes too much time regrouping his men. He takes too much time issuing the command to march in column as opposed to just continue battle lines and just march forward. So he's slow. And this gives Lee, who's look, you know, who hears that Early's <laughs> gone, yeah, because uh, Early does a fighting retreat down to Richmond. So the minute Mayor's Heights is gone, Early does what he's ordered to do, and he starts pulling back Bounce, down to yeah. Richmond. Pulling due south. Now, he doesn't go to Richmond, but he's, he's moving his troops south. So that opens up the road for Cedric to move on. But Lee hearing shovels digging in Hooker's positions, Hooker's new lines, his little semicircle U, knows that Hooker's not going to attack. Hooker's sitting there on the defensive. He's not going to move. So yeah. Lee does what Lee does, and he takes his troops, and he says, we're going to split them, and we're going to go deal with a threat that's coming in from behind us. Not a genius not even a I mean, risk it seems taker. like a bad, it seems like a good idea though. I can I mean, that's it, no, not a bad not, idea. That's he's not doing the only, done. He's doing the only thing he can do, which is I've got an attack okay. coming from behind me. I've got to deal with that. So counter argument. Deal with that. Counter argument. Uh Hooker had a whole lot of things that seemed to have been the only thing he could have done. But he took he a different, yeah. different route. Well, that's because Hooker's so, it. But my point like, here is... He was at least at, competent enough to make the obvious choice. Yeah. At any time, Hooker could have pressed Lee, especially after Lee sacrifices more troops to go over to, Fred, to deal with the, right. the threat coming in from Fredericksburg. But yeah. but he doesn't. So he will meet... Uh, he'll, he'll send McClaw's division over to meet Cedric. Cedric wasn't expecting any opposition as he was marching his men in columns as opposed to battle lines. And Cedric wait, hold up. What's a what do you? I don't know the difference between marching in a column versus a battle line. I am so so column is you're marching single file marching, elementary school well, style. Not single file, but yes, you're marching in file elementary <laughs> school style. Shorter. That's what you do when you're marching on a long march, like a road now, or whatever. Like you're, you're following yeah. path. You're okay. And in order to go into fighting position, you got to go from you know basically two to four just, guys marching in a column to. Like to a to a line, yeah. Okay. You know. Okay. And uh, and that takes time, and so you're not right. battling. Yeah, everybody in the back has to like run to catch As up. As opposed to just, <laughs> hey guys, we'll continue this battle line, and we're just going to keep marching forward in the battle line, marching right. forward, so that if something does come in front of us, we're ready we're with go. all of our guns. So they they were we so confident or, or felt safe enough to just. Just marching column. Just hold hands, single file, so, like elementary school, and, and get to where they needed to go. So when so when Cedric meets the laws, it's, oh, crap, there's actually Confederate resistance. And he has to stop, redo lines. It takes time. He's stalled. He can't make it on to, to hit Lee's flank. Hooker, again, is upset because he's like, well, why wouldn't you? You should have just been able to make it right through here. Not realizing right. that Lee was going to divert troops to deal with a threat from Fredericksburg. Um, now, again, Hooker should have realized at this point, Cedric's not here. He's got the balloon up in the air. He knows enough about what's going on. Yep. He should have been like, okay, he's been stalled by yeah. a division that was moved to that, which means there's one less division here in front of me, which means I now have an even higher advantage in troops. <laughs> Go forward, guys. Take it. But he does what Hooker does and just sits there. Okay. Now, I know Lee was uh uh you know he was a little bit against secession and thought slavery you know the dying whole thing whatever but like was hooker like 
pro-slavery and like secession is good like a and secret. like and then he just like, he's like oh but uh, i have to be a commander of the the north because no. that's where i live like that's not what that's not the case that's this not was not intentional on. This was not intentional. As and far so as you the, know, obviously, this, no, this, nobody this knows. Not, it may is, have been. No, this is well, maybe, but this it wasn't may intentional. That, not that we know of, but it wasn't intentional. He wrote in front. You know, he wrote his. My battle plans are perfect, and may God have mercy on Lee because I won't have any. Yeah, you know what? what I'm gonna say you it. give him all kinds of mercy. I'm sorry. Hooker was a Southern spy sent to the North to try to ruin our army. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll uh, deal. <laughs> it's like he was, he was a he, makes... he was a northern general who was a southern sympathizer. Is what is yeah, what it was. That's, that's not the only thing that makes fact. sense for how stupid think, this whole battle was. So I think anyways, we can call that fact. We'll call it fact. historical fact. <laughs> so by the end of uh, of May third, this pretty much is what how, how it ends. You've got uh, McLaws fighting uh, Cedric over a little east of uh, Chancellorsville, mm-hmm. and you've got Hooker set with his semicircle U. Uh, and Lee just sitting there going, why the hell aren't they attacking us? Guys, shouldn't something be happening? No, but, all uh, right. But between both armies, on May 3rd, they would lose 21,357 casualties. Now, that's not just dead. That's wounded. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, right, right. Because casualties, still, is, 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 casualties is, is, is dead, wounded, missing. Yes, yes. So 21,357 souls of casualties that is in one day. Both sides? Both sides. Both sides. Come in on, one yes. day of this in battle, so that's yeah. not the total battle uh, casualties. No, we'll that's get, we'll get there. one yeah. single friggin' that's day of casualties. One... Is twenty one thousand human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go on to May fourth. Hooker, like I said, is is sitting tight in his positions while waiting mm-hmm. for Lee uh, to do something. Lee is, of course, engaging Cedric. Uh, Lee decides that his best course of action, again, knowing that oh, so. After the morning, Hooker just reestablished his lines and did nothing. Right. He's probably going to still do nothing. Probably just chill. So yeah. so not only does Lee engage Cedric with McLaw and Early's division, who's now returned from, from the southern retreat, Early's oh, regrouped yeah. and coming back, he, uh, he goes ahead and gives that whole side of the battlefield Anderson's division as well. So he's diverted two divisions over to Fredericksburg. Okay. And this, I'm sorry, this was already, he was uh, outnumbered, outnumbered by four two to one, two to two one, to one two, in two Chancellorsville. To one. So now what's over and in Fredericksburg. And he's just thinning it out. Yeah, now what's over in Fredericksburg is closer to an even matchup. Actually, at this point, the Confederates slightly outnumber Cedric around Fredericksburg. That's okay. how many troops he's diverted yeah. to Fredericksburg. Which leaves so few. So few. At Chancellorsville, yes. In Chancellorsville, Yeah. He's got about a three to one advantage, Johnny. Oh my Hooker God. does at Chancellorsville, and all day long, he's going to do not a damn thing while Cedric is getting attacked by three divisions. He doesn't send aid. He doesn't issue any commands. He's just sitting there in his concussed state, wondering, "What year is it? What, yeah, what, what color what, is the sky? What is going on?" <laughs> now, surprisingly, oh Cedric, Cedric, for all of his reluctance is able to hold his positions through this onslaught all day long the only regiment that retreats its position is a is a unit of new york new york zouaves who uh, whose enlistment is up next week and they decide close enough and they go to go home they leave and go home yeah that'll do all right so go, i, I have a, a quick question i feel and i and 
I mean, this is kind of a, a broad, a broad question, but so I feel like modern day warfare, more modern day warfare, maybe not super modern day, but it seems like that, that advantage, that two to one, three to one, whatever advantage is a big advantage. It is a but massive so advantage often, in this time. Yeah. Well, but then so often you see like they had a three to one advantage and nothing happened. And that's just lack of action. It's not just a thing that is, where it's easier to defend and you can defend three to one against that. So if you read just, the art of if you read the art of war, you know, Song Shu's art of war, the Chinese guy. Yep, yep, yep no, no uh, heard he, of it. Yeah. Yeah. He makes it very clear that uh, that there are certain, you know things that you do in a battlefield, certain things you don't do in a battlefield. Mm-hmm. You never give up the initiative to to your enemy. You don't let them have the upper hand. You don't let them make the decisions. You decide where the battle happens. Right. You you take the initiative. Make you attack. Them, you make them play your game. Yes. You don't let you don't play their game. You don't play their game, and you don't sit on your back haunches and go, "I'm going to win by sitting here." You have to take the initiative. You yeah. have to take the attack. You cannot win by simply sitting still. You can't win an offensive campaign by simply sitting still. And this right. is a Union offensive campaign. You're not going to beat Lee by sitting still. Okay, and I'm sorry not for all Not destroy his army. Sorry for all the NFL references, but this is basically Bill Belichick's reasoning for why he, you know, used to run up the score on teams. He's like, you you, you just keep playing through the whole game. Like, you don't stop. You don't let Give up the on anything because then you might – do what we did to the Falcons and come back down twenty eight three and then come and win, and yep. so like that's so that's basically what what Sun Tzu was saying or whatever is just you, yeah don't keep stop playing. keep going uh, you got by him. the by the night of the Put fourth Cedric uh, by the night of the fourth Cedric was actually beat up pretty good his troops were running out of supplies so they order the uh, the withdrawal across the the, the Rappahannock River. Um, Although, again, I'm not discrediting Cedric. He put up a valiant defense. He was actually outnumbered and still inflicted massive casualties to Lee. Massive yeah. casualties at this point to Lee. Now, so by the, now from his position, he was, he was in a defensive position at that point, right? He was at that being point, attacked. He was, yeah, he, he was being attacked. He had to form a defensive position. Yeah. I don't I – don't, there, I don't discredit Cedric for this. Now, the first, two could. Days when he was, the first two days when he was doing nothing, yeah. Asshole. Right. Yeah, but he now, the, here he did what he could do. At this part, on, the, on May third, he did what he could do. That's all he could do. He retreated across the river. Not a genius. Not an idiot. Just he did what you you. That's would just what happens sometimes in battles. Yeah. yeah now, the evening of May fourth, Lee was developing his own brilliant plan on how he can consolidate all his forces to attack Hooker's remaining position and this brilliant one last charge, sweep them out of here. We're going to destroy the Union army because that's the only way the Confederacy can win is by destroying this army. Yeah. So he's going to issue an all out. uh, His plan is an all out frontal attack on Hooker's positions with all of his troops consolidated. So he brings back early. He brings back um, McLaws and everybody and Anderson and and brings him back to consolidate his position. Now, nice, nice family reunion to have one last charge into the union is the idea. Right. And just and blow him out of the water. So I have to keep keep in mind, although that's what his plan is, full out frontal assault, you got to right. keep in mind, by this point, the Confederates never had a lot of supplies. So they are running out of ammunition. They are running out of supplies. So we have that to consider in the back of our head. But more importantly, they have lost almost 25% casualties in their infantry. 
And they were so, already outnumbered. They were already severely. outnumbered, and they have lost almost a quarter of their infantry through these casualties, through being wounded, through being killed, through being missed. Almost a quarter of their infantry is gone. That's, that's significant. So I would look at that and go, maybe don't do an all-out attack. Maybe you, you, you proved your point. Get the hell out of there. And if I'm Hooker, I would think now's, now's the time to do it. Also understand that Hooker's able to continually rest and refresh his troops because since he's been sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, they got on May, a bye week. <laughs> on May 3rd, yeah, on May 3rd, as his troops were being hit on the right flank, they were able to be replaced by reserves. Like, all right, these guys ran out of ammunition, bring in the next regiment. They're able to constantly being refreshed. Yeah. Uh, so that is the one good thing about single defense is you're usually able to refresh your troops more. Lee's taken the limited troops that he's had, and he's put them all over the place. There's not a unit that, that has sat back and done nothing. They've all, they're tired, they're exhausted. This is, this is the fourth day of heavy, heavy fighting. And he wants to do an all-out attack. Yeah. Now that that becomes a theme throughout the Civil War, right? That whole uh, the North just—I mean, they had had kind of kind of an. They always had numbers, wealth. pretty much. Yeah, they had and, numbers. They had equipment. They had manufacturing to be able to replace those equipment. Yeah. Cities to be able to replace those troops. Right. The Confederates were always dealing with finite supplies. And, yeah, and so from the from the beginning, they they're like, okay, basically we have this. And this now, is what we had to work with. And you, the unions, like, we have this to work with, but then they just kept pouring into the the canister of shit that they had to work with because they had the manufacturing and the South didn't because they just produced cotton on account of now, slavery. I have to, I have to paint the picture of how desperately outnumbered Lee was at this point on May 4th. Okay. The union had five corps. Five corps core is... At least two divisions. They had five corps sitting in the semicircle, not not you know not what's over in front. Five corps sitting in the semicircle. Right. So that's that. Okay. And then division. So that's several. Lee had five thirty forty thousand men. How I don't. Yeah. Uh, so Lee had Lee had five point five divisions. Okay, and a division is about ten thousand men. A division right? of, at full strength, full which strength they're never division, at full strength. Not, so, but it would five, be around ten thousand. So five to ten thousand per division, typically. Yeah. yeah, and a corps is at least two divisions. So that seems like it should be a pretty like if I were to I set up that... a video game and I'm like, hey, these are the two scenarios that I have fight each other like uh that totally real combat simulator yeah there's no way that that lee how do you lose that would be able to break those lines there's no way that lee would have been able to defeat the army there's no way that if hooker just issued an attack command would would lose at this point just by sheer numbers it should be fine i mean it's like fighting china in a in a land war at this point it's just they're just going to keep sending people right (laughs) yeah so in the evening of May 4th, uh, Hooker decides to call a war council after he says he's had to re- you know, retreat across the Rappahannock and asks his, his, his you know, core generals, what are they, uh, what, what, what should we do? What day so, is it? Yeah, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> so Meade Reynolds and even Misfit Howard, Misfit Howard says, uh, we got to attack. Like no, there's I like assume, 10 of them. 
I assume Fit Howard is a name that you gave him far after the Civil War, and nobody actually called him that during the day, right? Yeah, no, nobody called him that during the day. No, I'm okay. calling him Misfit. Misfit okay, Howard. good. I, I just I mean, it you was, never know. He wasn't, no. Like, yeah. like the 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 union was known for putting generals in charge who like literally said, "I don't want to do this," and they're like, mm, "You could probably do it's, it." You're, you're good. But I didn't yeah. know. Uh, so. <laughs> He calls a war council. Meade, Reynolds, and Misfit Howard say, yeah, we're going to fight. Let's fight. Uh, Cedric says, yeah, I've already retreated position, so uh, I'm good. Which, I mean, he did already retreat position. I mean, Couch, uh, Couch was still a little butthurt about Hooker not giving him command and thought that Hooker at this point was a complete and total idiot. And he says, you know what? I'm done. He goes, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm just, you know what? Do whatever you're going to do. I'm not going to say one thing one way or the other. Just, I don't care at this point. You're, just get the hell out of here. At, at this point, most people were thinking that Hooker was blind, stinking drunk by his actions that he's been taking. Because he was concussed. Face. But it's it's we know now that yeah, totally concussed. <laughs> he probably so, had CTE. Who knows how many beams he had fall on his head in his youth. So the majority says, let's stay and fight and attack. And Hooker says, now nah, we're going to go ahead and retreat. And orders a general retreat across the hot Rappahannock, leaving Meade to, to defend the withdrawal. On the morning of May 5th, Lee wakes up ready to attack, primed, ready to go, and where are you guys going? <laughs> hey, I'm back. What? Guys? Just. Well, it's this way. Just no, quick, quick, flabbergasted. Quick away. What, is, what the? F flabbergasted that he's watching Hooker's army retreat across the Rappahannock. <laughs> Just doesn't understand. Like, how, what? <laughs> like, Lee was ready to make his last stand. He's like, we're good. We're going. I don't I, care if I lose everybody. We're the, the, and then they're, they're just leaving. He should have checked Twitter uh, when he woke up. So that's it. The, the, you know, over May 5th and 6th, there's no major actions. There's no major fighting. It's just, just retreats across they, the Rappahannock, so, and that's it. So the Union had it. They had it. And then they're just like, nah. I want to take this point. And they while, I was, while, while I was building this, this series, because uh, this is, I, I learned a lot about Chancellor's Rebels because I didn't know a lot before going into this. Uh, th I'm not a historian. I don't know everything about everything. And I learn a little bit here and there where I go. I like history. I like wars. But this is a battle I didn't really ever pay too much attention to until I started researching. And as I started researching, I'm like, oh, man, I, I probably could have been a good, you know, a better general. So I, I dug out an old CD-ROM Civil War Generals 2, an old game from the 90s, way off of my Windows 98. Hyper realistic. Hyper realistic. Definitely I, I simulates the American Civil yeah, War to I, I a dug, T. To a T. I dug it out, and and you can do you can do campaigns. You can do whole yeah. things. So I did I did the uh, I did the uh, I did I did the Chancellorville campaign, and I did it in specifically so I could ch you could choose to fight which which day of the battle you wanted to fight. So instead of like, hey, yeah, if so I this was is so, good, so okay. All right, I'm sorry, I made fun of it a little bit, but this actually is a pretty hyper realistic. It's game. not. Like, it's not well the graphics are shit, but it's not a bad game. No, it is no. It but is as far good. as like the history and like it's like the real battles and yeah, you you, you get the terrain and what the terrain looked like, and you okay. get the units that were there. And instead of like doing the whole campaign where like I did every day on my own. I specifically chose to like, all right, May 1st, this is where the Union troops were, this is where the Confederate troops were, can I win May 1st? And I did it. And in every single one, Johnny, without even trying, on the highest difficulty, yeah. I obliterated, obliterated Lee. Now, do you think that has anything Every day. to do even, with you having even. like a four to one uh, number starting? <laughs> it, has, it has everything to do with that. <laughs> everything to do with that. It's like, and so how did they lose in real life? <laughs> I don't no. know. Because Hooker was a concussed well, idiot in for half the battle. 
I mean, uh, inaction is what it was. Inaction. It, it was, it was them not going in, in, in finishing the job. Finishing anything, yeah. It, so the it casual- was starting it and getting close and then being like, mm, we're good. Fine. Yeah, we're and good. Go bounce. So, so the casualty report here. For Lee, he's going to suffer the, the most men up to this point in the war he's he's not lost any more men ever up to this point so he's lost this is a single engagement that cost him the most amount of lives he comes in now with okay, i'm sorry hold on real quick a uh, cl- clarification you're saying um not the total from before up until this point no no just like each many. individual this is the in, worst any battle, battle any day any campaign this was yeah this is the worst campaign gotcha. that he suffered okay. casualty wise yes okay um so up to this point uh he had a sixty thousand men to start this battle with mm-hmm. he would have thirteen thousand three hundred and three total casualties oh for this campaign <laughs> i thought you were gonna say left over <laughs> no, no 13, I, and, and i'm sorry thirteen thousand ton the like vast majority a, of them are infantry by the way not not cav not artillery not other and so most of the infantry, infantry like so those are going mostly are going to these be are his fighting deaths these are yeah well they are one 1665 killed 9081 wounded which a lot of them would you know die later not make it of gangrene yeah not make it in 2018 missing or captured most of those would be captured okay. Now the union's going to start this this campaign with 133,000 men. Uh, they uh, they're going to lose 17,197, and this is the first battle that we talked about where we're like, oh, damn, those numbers are actually pretty That's close. Yeah, and it's even more deceivingly close because uh, 1,606 were killed outright. So more Confederates were actually killed outright during this campaign than union. more you wait more union or more confederates more confederates were killed than union outright okay. outright killed 9672 were wounded so more union wounded but not by a lot yes yeah, and 5919 were missing and most of them were captured and most of them were captured from you know howard's corps that sat and said i don't believe you that anybody's coming from our flank and then did nothing yeah. and then they came from the flank then, oh god they came from the flank and now they captured us what are we gonna do uh neither army was able to destroy the other so in reality although this is credited as this massive victory for lee he's not able to beat hookers entirely he's was any no ground any. changed right no no like, ground changed the union before the battle was was north of the rappahannock after the battle they're north of the rappahannock lee gains yeah. no new ground so in reality other than pushing off this assault and winning the campaign nothing really changed okay lee, so except he lost a ton of men i'm sorry real quick real broad question did the south lose the civil war uh because they lost the civil war or did they lose the civil war because they just eventually ran out of supplies people and ability to continue to fight the only way the south could have ever won the war and this is an opinion uh would have been had they gone on the offensive right away and taken the will to fight from the north they would have had to engage the north on northern territory right off the start which and they could have a, they could have done that by i don't in, know a, invading the capitol building yeah. and trying to overturn an election <laughs> yeah theoretically uh, theoretically speaking now lee knows this lee said this to 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 President uh, Davis, President Jefferson Davis said, look, we got to go on the offensive. We can't sit back on our haunches. We have to go on the offensive because if we wait to try to do a defensive campaign, we we are limited in people. We're limited in supplies. We're going to lose a long-term war. So, I'm sorry. Yep. I'm exposing my ignorance. Tell me about Jefferson Davis. Was he the Confederate president? Confederate president, yeah. Okay, Confederate okay. President. All right, all right. Yeah. 
Yep, yep, yep. Hooker, after the battle, would tell his men that it was a great victory for them and that they should be proud because they caused high casualties. And although not all their objectives were accomplished, mission accomplished. You didn't accomplish any of your objectives. Hooker, None of your Hooker objectives. called mission accomplished. Hooker called mission accomplished. Did he, was... did, did he do it on top of a, like a I, naval cruiser? Yes, he did. He did. He did it. Hooker would place the blame on the loss that wasn't a loss on uh, Cedric and the cavalry of uh, General Stoneman, which is, I mean, Cedric didn't do anything until directly ordered to, but Hooker, that's still on you because you should have given the direct order anyway. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That guy's sitting there and be like, I'm sorry, I am a, I'm, I'm, I do what I'm told. I'm a soldier in an army. Tell me what to do. You said do it if you want to, and I didn't want to. Yeah, don't, not, don't. Yeah, you can't leave them any leeway of, well, in, in your opinion, if this thing were to escalate here. No, it's like, if this thing happens, you do this. Do this. And then he'll yes. do it. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, General Couch would be so upset with Hooker and this whole debacle that he is actually going to resign his position and say, deuces, I'm out. This, is, this was stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Hooker yeah, so this, this is like a pro going to like an amateur pickup basketball game, and be like, "All right, this isn't worth it." <laughs> like, what? Yeah. This was it. This, what are you guys even doing here? Yeah. This is, this, is uh, this is Hooker in private. Hooker. Uh, this is where he gets his famous quote. Um, Tell you the truth, I just lost faith in Hooker. <laughs> That's where this quote comes from. I just lost faith in Hooker. Like. <laughs> I'm sure he had to still be concussed at that point. Like you told me that quote, and I'm like, "Oh, who said that?" And you're like, no, 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 it, it was Hooker. He said he he he's a he was speaking to the third person. That's good God. Like I I can't imagine. Okay, as a human, nope. Okay, I can't imagine as a human being. Being in charge, first of all, being in charge of that many people and, and all that. But then, like, at the end of it, being like, well, I don't know. I just kind of lost confidence in myself and cost the life. But he doesn't of, say it. I lost confidence in myself. No, no, no. Of Hooker. I lost confidence in Hooker. Wow, well, Hooker, Hooker must have lost confidence third in himself. Third person. Third person. Good God. I don't know what uh, you But, like, could you yeah. imagine that, like, he, Hooker, Hooker's got to be feeling pretty bad right now. You would think. Lee, uh, when Lincoln would find out, Lincoln would say, my God, uh, my God, <laughs> what will the country say? He is so embarrassed by this shit show. There's a shit show. Oh. <laughs> Now Lee would be heartbroken. So I, I mean, he's embarrassed in the same way that, like, uh, the United States would be embarrassed that they went into some, I don't know, third world country like Vietnam and then weren't able to win anything, <laughs> right? Like that's the type of embarrassment they're feeling. So, anyways, Lee would be heartbroken by the number of men that he lost and and he you know, couldn't replace. Tom, I, I I noticed you didn't answer my question. I didn't answer your question, though. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, and I quote, at Chancellorsville, we gained another victory. Our people were wild with delight. I, on the contrary, was more depressed than after Fredericksburg. Our loss was severe. And again, we gained not an inch of ground on the enemy, and the enemy could not be pursued. So Lee recognizes this This isn't a victory. Like, guys, we didn't do shit. We did nothing. Like, we were severely outnumbered, and, and yeah, we did okay, we did. but Our victory nothing happened. Yeah, our victory is we didn't get defeated. That, that's right. the only victory that can be claimed from it. Um, he also lost General Paxton and Stonewall Jackson. He, Although his wounds, wounds weren't mortal, after his amputation, he would uh, contract pneumonia. 
uh, and would die on May 10th. So he loses arguably his best general and probably single, like the second most loved person in all of the South. You had Lee who was like the most known and loved. And right. then arguably Jackson was, Jackson was the next. Yeah. Well, that, and, and, you know, there's that whole next man up mentality, like what they had with their pecking order. But eventually, uh, next man up uh, is Jeb Seward. Is <laughs> some guy, dude, dude named, named Jeb. Jeb. And you know, what are you going to do with that? Uh, <laughs> Nothing. Hooker's army is going to lose a civil war. And, lose then, a civil war yeah. and then you're going to have to try to start it again, you know, 250 years later, 200 years later, however. 100, 160, John. 160 years later. I don't know. What year is uh, it? I don't know. Hooker, Hooker's army would retreat back across the Rappahannock and lick its wounds, where Hooker would actually keep his command until just before the Battle of Gettysburg when he annoyed Lincoln enough that Lincoln finally said, yeah, we're done. Right before Gettysburg, Lincoln said, you know what? <laughs> Hooker. We're done. Hooker, get get out of here. And he's going to put Meade in command of the Army of the Potomac, and Meade would actually maintain this command pretty much through the rest of the war, although a lot of that's name only because eventually he makes, uh, you know, Grant the overall commander of the armies, and uh, Grant sets up his headquarters at the Army of the Potomac, so... I mean, yes, Meade, you're the general of the Army of the Potomac, but your boss is sitting right next to you the whole time. Sorry, so, I, um, Meade did it the way I would have done it. Play, play backup quarterback to Peyton Manning? Oh, it's so good. Jim Sorge <laughs> is the best NFL player in the world because he did it right. He did it right to do it. You, uh, you, <laughs> you, you get paid bank and then back up the best thing ever. And, and like, that's what you do, Like right? Like, you, you surround yourself with people better than you. Yeah, that's what you should always strive to that's do. What, that's what Burnside tried to do, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it turns out he knew a bunch of Anyways, shit people. Uh, Lee Lee would regroup with Longstreet, who would uh, who was very critical of Chancellorsville campaign, and he said it was a very risky gamble that cost too many lives that could not be replaced. And he himself mm-hmm. kind of said that this is the beginning of the end. We lost too much. Lee recognizes that we can't sit on the defensive and finally get some, well, he doesn't get some cojones. He convinces Davis that we need to go on the offensive. And this is what's going to start the Gettysburg campaign, which, uh, which totally doesn't cost the Confederacy anything. It, it was, it was a great, great gamble that completely paid off. 